Need your Minnesota United soccer fix? We've got it for you here. It's Loon Talk on Score North. Welcome into another Loon Talk podcast. AJ Frederickson filling in for Jonathan Harrison here, joined alongside always by the voice of the Loons, Mr. Dan Terhard. Dan, it was a less than ideal weekend, but <laughs> now that we're about 48 hours from said loss, um, how are you feeling? How's your day going? Uh, it, it was just as ugly as I remember. And, uh, but my day's going fine. You know, the sun comes up and, uh, you know, you take a little time off and, uh, hopefully it'll work out. Okay. But yeah, I don't know what we're going to do. Um, we covered the silver lining portion of the game in the post game on Saturday night and that didn't take very long. So, uh, I don't know what we, what else we can do, but I'm sure you've got some really, really good things to bring up. Yeah, absolutely. And, <laughs> I mean, there's uh, there's really no good way to dissect this one. So let's just hop right in. Um, Minnesota United falling this past Saturday night 4-0 to CF Montreal uh, for a team that dropped the impact from their name a few years ago, had a massive impact at home. Um, Montreal has been, Dan, a team that has been red hot at home. Uh, Saputo Stadium over um, up up across the border they've been red hot recently mm-hmm. now winning eight of their last nine matches at home yeah they've won five in a row now with this past win uh against minnesota at home all of which finding clean sheets as well so it's not just that that's they've been incredible doing it offensively, but they've been doing it defensively so maybe this was a match at the end of the day that minnesota was kind of behind the eight ball on wouldn't you say yeah they uh that's an incredible run five straight they haven't given up a goal in five straight home matches that's pretty amazing so and i don't want to say well you know what we just lost to a really good team i don't know if they're a really good team yet time will tell but they're pretty darn good right now obviously defensively um and especially at home uh but they were just consistent you look the goals were kind of spread out throughout the match and um actually uh, they played the LeFoot or uh, the Impact, whatever you want to call them, the Snowflakes. <laughs> they were they they changed their logo so often. I don't even know what it is anymore. Um, Montreal played a really good match, and um, you know Minnesota did not. <laughs> so, yeah. and do you remember the pregame? We talked about it, and I, I the last thing I said was, you know, they can't get behind early. This team's too good at home, um, and they needed to you know survive that. 10, 15 minutes, and then try and tilt the field their way a little bit, which is kind of what you try and do on the road. Well, they got to what was it the eighth minute? Was that the first of the uh, brace for Mason Toy? I think it was eight minute mark. So, yeah, that's yeah. too soon. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And way for, too soon. For those of you who maybe missed the match or have already forgotten, I'm going <laughs> to the bad thing here and recap the events of Saturday no. night for you. I know, right? Uh, starting it off, in case you missed it, the starting 11 for Minnesota, Dane St. Clear and goal. The back line of the, the – it's the, what I'm looking at has them set at a 4-5-1, but I believe they just rocked the normal 4-2-3-1. But they had DJ Taylor, Miguel Tapias, Michael Boxel, and Zarek Valentin going from left to right across the back line. You had Will Trapp and Hasadi Dotson in kind of like that – first wave of the midfield with Franco Fragapane um, playing the 10 role with Joseph Rosales on the left and Bonhugle Longwane on the right side with Mender Garcia playing in that lone striker role. They match up against Montreal, come out of the gates. And like you said, before you can even settle into your seats, if you're out at Saputo Stadium, Mason Toy, the former loon who hadn't scored since June of 2022, <laughs> Dan, 
Yeah. Of course it's him. Of course. Uh, kind of a little broken play in the midfield. He gets threaded through and he's in on goal alone. Zarek Valentin, uh, excuse me, no, DJ Taylor almost is able to come in with a sliding tackle, but not before Toy is able to chip the goaltender, uh, Dane St. Clair, for the first goal of the match. It's so fitting that it's him, wasn't it? So often that happens. Um, and good for him, you know, I guess. Good yeah. for him. But um, have you watched that goal since then? I have looked it back a little bit, and I think I know where you're going with this, is that <laughs> I believe the slide tackle on DJ Taylor, I think he got the ball first, but then it ricocheted off of Toy's shin and just happened mm-hmm. to go over. Yeah, I don't know that he really got the chip off. That's what he was trying to do, but he ran out of space like you'd expect one of our forwards to do. Uh, and we've seen too many times this year, but that whole play goes back to, first of all, it was a major breakdown uh, defensively. You're way out of shape. Um, he does the right thing when that ball gets tangled up between a couple of players. He just runs right through the pile and gets through without getting tripped up unscathed, which is good because he could have taken that opportunity to flop down and try and draw a penalty, you know, but he didn't. So give him credit for that. He ran through the play. And then, like I said, DJ Taylor, I think nine times out of 10, gets there in time, makes that tackle, which would have been, a you know, the defensive play of the game. But somehow, again, it kind of ricochets quickly off of DJ, off of uh, Toy's shin, and is the perfect lob over Dane St. Clair. Good for him. You know, nice goal. Yeah. But I guess I don't know how much we see of that from our forwards. And I guess my theme here is they did what we don't do. They took advantage of opportunities, and they did it. Every time they got a good one, they got four goals. We had chances to score four goals. We don't take advantage of our opportunities. And that was just a matter of Mason Toy just being aggressive, staying on his feet, and pursuing the ball, just finish, seeing the play through. That's all Mason Toy did. He didn't make a spectacular move. He didn't make a great shot. He just stayed with the play. Yep. That's all he did, <laughs> you know? And and so that one was was tough to take at the eight-minute mark. And um, it just felt bad at that point. Um, and then they kick things off, now down 1-0. Five mm-hmm. minutes later, about the 13th minute mark, it's a cross from uh, Gabriel Corbo. He finds on the right side of the pitch, Zach, Zachary Brogiard, who t- takes it in stride. And to his credit, a phenomenal finish, kind of gets in all alone. Uh, a short angle shot that he just absolutely plasters under the bar, gets it past Dane St. Clair in a matter of not even 15 minutes. The loons find themselves down to zero. What, uh, what'd you see on that goal? Because in the moment, I remember it being, how is, how is Brogiard so open? Well, he was there. Yeah, there was, uh, they were way out of shape again. Um, that was probably the worst example uh, defensively out of a group that doesn't usually, get that twisted out of shape. But that's the goal that has stuck with me, AJ. Uh, I keep reliving since Saturday. And here's why. Um, Brogiar, a defender, gets the ball um, on the right side of the 18, uh, wide open, dribbles in towards the goaltender, gets about, what do you say, about 12, 14, maybe 14 out. Yeah. And just as you said, blasts it home. This is a defender. Okay, it's a wing, right? Few minutes later, and I think it was Fragapani, but I can't remember. Um, I didn't want to go back and watch the whole thing. Gets a ball, almost the exact same spot on the pitch, and he doesn't shoot. He tries to pass it across in front, 
And I'm going, okay, there's the problem. They got defenders that are more aggressive offensively than our forwards are. You know, shoot the ball. You're right there. If 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 their you know defender uh, Zachary Brogiar can can bury it from there, I think that. And I th- again, I think it was Fragapani, but I don't remember for sure. It doesn't matter. Any one of those three guys up front, you got to put that in the net. And instead, yep. he threw a pass in front. It didn't get through, and blah 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 blah. And we we know we know score goal again. So there we go. I don't know what yeah. I don't know what accent that was. It was bad. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, we go into halftime down to nil. And this is where it kind of gets a little interesting right out of the break. There's a couple changes on each side. The most notable of which is Mender Garcia comes off and immediately mm-hmm. we see Emmanuel Reynoso make an appearance after getting about 20 or so minutes um, last week at home. You, you, we, we had the discussion last week of, okay, that was probably a little bit more than what they were looking for, but calling on the situation uh, came out after that. Adrian, he said the, the intention was not to get him a full 45, but based mm-hmm. on the situation being down what they were um, at halftime, they needed to make a change and Reynoso comes in and I know we'll, we'll get to the latter <laughs> events, but immediately I think the plan worked out well because he brought a different life. He brought a different pulse to the offense. Don't you think? Yeah, he brought offense. Uh, they We dominated play for, was it, I don't know, what do you think, it was 10 minutes, 12, 15? Yeah. I don't know. Somewhere tw- 10 to 15 minutes. And it, it was one of those situations where it felt like, okay, they're going to score. The chances kept coming and coming. It's a matter of time. And I know that's a silly thing thing to think with this club because uh, they, they do that a lot. And so they dominated play. Um but what happens, we get to, you know, the whatever 15-minute mark and we haven't scored a goal. Yeah. Um, so you get there um, out of the break about 15 minutes later. We, we mentioned Mason Toy had a brace. He comes up with his second debut goal. Um, so not only did he not score for, in about a year, but he decides to double his, uh, his events. 3-0 yeah. there, and there was an interesting <laughs> – I don't know if you noticed this. I certainly well, did it during the match because I, you know, frankly, it was hard to look at the the screen at times. But um, Mason Toy was asked by Andy Greeter after the game uh, about not celebrating either of his goals against Minnesota. He said, quote, it was out of respect for the club and for the coaching staff. Adrian Heath and Ian Fuller both did a fantastic job with me. Fan base is fantastic, and I still hold the club dear to my heart. So I didn't notice um, in the moment that he – didn't choose to, uh, to celebrate either of his uh, of his markers there. Um, what do you think that says about not only him, but maybe what the impression that the club has lasted on? I know he obviously said um, that it holds a special place in his heart, but that, that goes a long way to this far removed from the club. He has now chosen not just one, but two goals in a night uh, for a guy that hasn't scored in a year to not celebrate. Uh, classy, classy kid. Um, that's all that, that, that's the first thing that comes to mind and smart kid because he's playing against his former team who obviously has a lot of respect for he's mm-hmm. playing with his former team that is desperate for a striker and he's a backup. He's a bench player. So yeah, you gotta be, don't burn any bridges. You don't know where you're going to be next. So, you yeah. know, who says you can't end up back here again? So, uh, yeah, classy kid. I did notice that after the first goal, he, uh, I think he put his fingers up to his lip, like, no, I'm going to keep quiet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, no classy move by the kid. Um, 
Yeah, that goal came what about the fifty seventh minute? So yeah, twelve yeah. minutes, twelve minutes in, but it was it was tw- eleven minutes and fifty nine seconds of Minnesota dominating, <laughs> and, and, and you know what? It's that's what's so frustrating about this is that they made the changes at halftime, and, and to me, it was just like, how did you not cut that lead in half down to two to one, and then have all the momentum going your way? Uh, and then you, you allow Mason Toy to get on. I think that was when he got on the end of a rebound and got kind of an easy goal. They call that a garbage goal in hockey. I don't know what you call that in soccer, but uh, so good for him, you know. Uh, but at three nil, uh, yeah, this was turning into a long night quickly. Yeah, and the night only got longer as in the seventy sixth minute, off a corner, Rudy Camacho, the defender, kind of comes out of the the crowd, is left all alone, and hits a header into the back of the net to make it four nil. I mean, we don't really need to break down down as much just because that one is pretty self-explanatory, yeah. just kind of a lapse of of defensive structure there in the box off a corner. Um, it did get a little interesting, and I want to hear your take on this late because down four, I think at this point, your main goal is to just wreck the clean sheet. You know, like You're not salvaging much other than a little bit of pride at that point, but uh, Minnesota had their chances, couldn't quite do it, but we do have a pretty few aggressive tackles. I know Michael Boxel uh, did his best rugby impression at one point. Um, Adrian Heath got a yellow card for arguing from the bench. So um, there, there was a lot of physicality and just high tensions flaring later on in this one. There was uh, there was one moment where I said we're about we're about one hard tackle away from this thing getting out of control, and it wasn't more than a few seconds later. And Michael Boxel. <laughs> just how did he not get the second yellow card on that? I don't know. I'm still shocked. Uh, who was the kid that was Duke? It was, uh, it was Bryce Duke yes. and the ball's rolling towards the Minnesota byline. And normally what defenders do is they'll just shield the, the oncoming player off, just use their body to shield and let the ball roll across. Michael Boxel was doing that. And, and, and Duke did what most players do, tried to get around him, didn't didn't really even run into him very hard. And all of a sudden, Boxy comes up with the right arm and just flattens him, just sends him flying into the, the dasher, the advertising boards that go around the pitch, just sends him flying. And he didn't get a foul. He didn't get a, a nothing. Yeah. I just I'm still shocked. I'm thankful. Because now, you know, we don't need him to be suspended for a match, but you can do that and you can shoulder him, but he extended out on him and just sent him flying. The poor kid was lucky to get up. Yeah, that was a, oh, it was a, man. almost like Derrick Henry esque stiff arm there. Oh, like, for all the stuff that Guido Gonzalez Jr., the, the, <laughs> the, 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 the match's referee that night, uh, of all the things he called, to turn your eye to that one, I thought was pretty. That's- I'm shocked. I'm shocked. So, uh, yeah, it was pretty intense. And and that was a lot of that was uh, Minnesota's uh, frustration. And, you know, a good team, they're playing at home, and they sense that Minnesota's frustrated. Well, what are you going to do? You're going to poke the bear. That's what you do. They wanted Michael Boxel to do that because they wanted them to get a second yellow and get the red, and uh, it didn't work. But uh, so, yeah, no, it did get a little little dicey there at the end. But – uh, they've got two weeks to calm down a little bit. Hopefully things will be better. So, Yeah, absolutely. So with the 4-0 loss to Montreal, Minnesota's <laughs> record moves to 5-5-7 five, five, and seven on the season. They sit now in 10th place in the Western Conference on 20 points. They oh, are boy. matching one, two, three other clubs with 20. 
However, they sit uh, out of the playoff spot due to goal differential trailing both Sporting Kansas City and Portland at the moment. Um, the good news is, it's we mentioned this last week, it's very congested in the middle of the table, but uh, at the same time, you want to get these points sooner than later so you're not playing catch-up late when it matters most. And they do have a little bit of time off here. They do have the week off before they return to action Saturday, June 24th, when they uh, take on Real Salt Lake. That kickoff is set for 8.30 p.m. Pre-game coverage will be live on 1500 ESPN, as well as the Score North mobile app and online at live.com. ESPN1500listen.com. Um, Dan, you'll be on the call with Jonathan for that one. And for the time off, you have this it, this international pause, essentially, because you do have some, some games coming up where people are traveling and whatnot. But uh, for the majority of things, focusing on the loons as a, as a whole, what's this time going to have to be to reset you know, the, the mindset? Or is this going to be um, – resting more i know they had a week for the first time in about a month or so um, between games but now you have a little more time to get those legs back underneath you what's the main focus and priority over this uh small break yeah i think i think it'll be more mental than physical that the benefit first of all you got to erase a horrible night in montreal Mm -hmm. um and you've got to get your mindset and realize that okay We've got to turn things around. We've got to change our attitude. Uh, This has got to get better because we're in 10th spot now. We've dropped to 10th. So I think the mental part of this break is huge. Physically, um, it gives Reynoso some more time in training. Uh, but this team, other than Robin Lud, is is pretty healthy right now. Uh, the really good thing is Kamar Lawrence will get some time. And I think, you know, I don't know that you can pinpoint the problems defensively very well in that match Saturday. But I do know that Kamar Lawrence was out and he's he's an outstanding defender. Um, And maybe we're finding that he is as important back there as anybody, maybe as important as Boxel or, or Miguel. So uh, I think it's, it's a very good timing for this break. Um, If they had one in Montreal, it maybe wouldn't have felt like such good timing, but uh, with that horrible performance in Montreal, feels like a good time, but mentally they got to get it right. Get to uh, get, uh, get your number 10 healthy. Uh, you're still trying to figure out what to do on top uh, with your number nine. It appears that it is uh, uh, Mender Garcia's position for now, but it also appears that there's, there's something coming uh, down the pipe and you know, who knows what it is. Maybe it's Mason toy. I don't know. Uh, since he was so, since he was such a gentleman and you know, <laughs> kicked her ass and didn't rub it in maybe we should just get him back here i don't know now he's not the answer uh we know that um because if he was the answer he'd be playing regularly uh on top for for montreal so you know uh, it's a good time for the break and and hopefully they can come out of the break and and uh kind of turn this thing around and get on get on a little run a little uh late june early july run uh two things i want to mention here before we maybe move on to look across the league you mentioned getting some more fitness in and just getting kind of back up to speed for Emmanuel Reynoso. We've now seen him in what essentially has been two longer stints of action than what the coaching staff has intended. Um, First off, what have you taken away from his play? Does he look like he could probably just hop back in? And two, do you think it's almost damaging to get him these extra minutes this early? I would imagine not because the coaching staff knows what they're doing, you know, but um, getting, excessive amounts of stuff for a guy who isn't fully back to kind of like that MLS level of play. Um, could that take a toll in the long run? Well, being he's being, he's healthy. He's not nursing any injuries. It certainly didn't look to me as the 45 minutes hurt him. He looked strong right up till the end. 
Um, so I think this was probably a great chance to see where he's at. And they may have found out he's further along training wise than they thought. Uh, he, he's 25 years old, AJ. Mm-hmm. He's a kid. He can handle it. I think we, he could even be starting by the time we see sporting Kansas city. Uh, if he trains, you know, if they train him hard for two weeks, um, he may be ready to, to start. So, uh, I, I thought he looked good. He looked great. Okay. So he looked, he looked fit to me. I think it was, uh, it, you can go, you can second guess subs all day and all night. And people love to do that with Adrian. But, uh, if you're going to second guess, guess this one, it was clearly the, uh, was clearly the right move. So kudos. Uh, the other big news from the weekend, this was announced by the club roughly an hour before kickoff on Saturday night. Um, official uh, release saying that the club has transferred Luis Amaria to Mazatlan FC of Liga MX for an undisclosed fee. Minnesota United, with the move, now have an open designated player spot on the roster. So, it, kind of, sort of ironic from the night that the player that they moved on from Mason Toy with, Luis Amaria, mm-hmm. now has moved out. Mason Toy scores the goals, but they they they're moving on and now with the um transfer window opening up i believe it's july 5th is when stuff can officially be announced and transactioned you have to almost assume that an attacker is in the works and i believe you said this i believe you said this during the pregame show on saturday night you don't make this move especially this early if you don't have something planned or in in the works yeah, they, they are very either have a, a verbal agreement and it's just a matter of making it official uh, in early July or they're very close to that because, uh, yeah, you don't make this move unless you're confident you can find someone. My guess is they've got uh, several people in mind and they're going to start with uh, choice one. If that doesn't work out, you go to choice two. They may have three or four in mind. Uh, and But, yeah, there's no doubt they're going to they're gonna bring in a striker uh, sometime in early July, because yeah, you don't make this move unless you're going to make another move. So uh, that should be exciting for the fans. It should be. I mean, I know it seems like, oh, here we go again, but we, you have to keep trying. Mm-hmm. You can't give up. I mean, there's, you know, uh, there's no, 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 no other path to take, but keep trying till you, till you, you know, find the right person. And then this team will be in pretty good shape, I think. But yeah, so here we go. That'll be fun. That'll make uh, June's kind of a quiet month. That'll get July off to a big start. And uh, I think this team will play well in June. I really do. I think that they're they're close to putting things together. I don't know how to explain what happened defensively against Montreal. Hoping that was a one-off so or two-off. We did lose to uh, Houston 4-0, so it's so a two-off. Um, for a team that has struggled so much offensively, yeah, I think it's safe to assume that they'll bring somebody yeah. in. Oh yeah. You know, sooner no or later. Um, before we move on your quick summary of uh, assessing Luis Amaria's time with the club, almost in a kind of farewell bid, thumbs up, thumbs down. Is there any lasting memory that you have of him um, as he parts ways from, from Allianz field? Um, I, I still have, I still have questions. What happened? Here's a guy that can score goals. No, I, I don't have any doubt. You can look at his, his his history. He can score goals. But I think a lot of the time here, he seemed tentative. And I don't know why you would be. You were brought in here to score goals. Score goals. Just, stop. I don't know. He's a hard guy to figure out, like a lot of uh, uh, soccer players, particularly guys that, that play that position, are hard to figure out. Uh, I did see one social media post where someone said they're going to miss his cute face. So. 
yeah, we'll miss his cute face, but we got someone that scores goals. So good luck to him. You know, no hard feelings. I no, no doubt he played hard, uh, put in the effort. And I think one of the things on on Luis was he looked great in training. He did. He looked really highly skilled in training, but that didn't translate into goals and games. I mean, I mean, sorry, he didn't score a goal this year other than PKs. Not one. Yeah. So. So, yep, good luck. I hope it goes well for him. But this club's got to keep searching until they find that right guy. All right, let's take a look across the league. As I mentioned, the Loons sent currently in 10th place now stop, out of the playoffs. Stop saying spot. that. Stop saying that. Hey, just, I'm just trying to just trying Don't to nail worry. it home yeah, here. Yeah. Look, okay, got it. I got it. <laughs> looking across the league here, Atlanta picks up a 3-1 win over D.C. Charlotte and Seattle in a goal fest, drawing three all um, on Saturday night. That was a fun one. Four nil as uh, maybe the surprise of the night, other than Minnesota getting blown out by Montreal. Houston Dynamo take down LAFC four nil. Did that so, uh, scoreline surprise you at all? Yeah, that was shocking. <laughs> Surprising? No, shocking. I don't know that that. Yeah, I don't. That was one that nobody predicted. And I'm let's see who does LAFC play next because that's eh, probably not going to be good for them. So. Um, and a couple other big score lines of sport in Kansas city puts up a four spot on Austin who uh, lose there for one. And I think the big one, uh, the, the big Sunday score that I would mention is first place, St. Louis city taking on um, at the time dead last LA galaxy, a one all draw there at city park. So St. Louis dropping mm-hmm. points at home to LA galaxy who now um, edge themselves just above that bottom barrel and sit 13th spot above Colorado Rapids. Who Congratulations. Hey, I, I got a question for you. You're looking at the schedule. Yeah. I have I have LAFC's next match is against Houston again on Wednesday. Yes, that is correct. They have a midweek uh, game against ML, uh, against Houston. So they're going back-to-back against they go, Houston? What is with that? Back. I'm not sure. I, I, I mean, think I could, that doesn't had, make sense. They had the they had the multiple um, weeks off due to Concacaf okay. competition, well, so they had that full week off with. Uh, I, I'm I'm not sure about why, but I'm guessing it ha- probably has something in part to do like travel. Well, uh, I just, you know, knock it out I do not give Houston any chance of winning that one <laughs> in L.A. on Wednesday. In fact, that'll be part of my predictor. I'm picking on that one. All right. Um, the other score that I want to say, just so we can maybe mention, and I know we talked about it pregame, but uh, oh, if I can get back to it here, Inter Miami they fall to let's see, three one was the fine. No, let's see here, I can't find it out. And it, it doesn't matter the score. Let's, let's sorry, let's, I made you sorry, I made you change your screen. That's all right. Um, I thought you could handle the score. It. They they yeah, I I wish I could handle it. Um, <laughs> doesn't matter the score. They still sit dead last in the Eastern Conference on 15 points, but they won the week, the month, possibly the year because it was announced last week that Lionel Messi has committed to joining MLS, coming to Inter Miami to play. Uh, from my understanding, he will not participate at all during the 2023 season, but will kick start. Why? Um, I'm not sure. Uh, Why is that? I maybe I would assume coming off of a rigorous start of the season with PSG going to the world Hmm. cup, playing the start of that um, playing essentially the entire thing because they, they ended up winning. They win the world cup. He comes back Mm -hmm. PSG 
is relying on him to help uh, win League One, League One in France. Um, they had some Champions League stuff that they got knocked out of relatively early for PSG's sake, but they go on to win the league. So it's not like he he had a he, he didn't really have any downtime compared to some of these other guys who maybe missed the World Cup or if they did make the World Cup got knocked out in mm-hmm. the group stages. So um, it'd be a little strenuous on his 35 year old body to probably move from France with his family to Miami and just immediately start in the dead last position of constantly having to deal with <laughs> you, you think know, you think every you think, single camera in the world on him. Um, you think the fact that they're last has something to do with it? <laughs> I, it might. I don't know. <laughs> it might. It I, might. I, I, I bet you if they but, were in a top six playoff spot, they it, it'd be a little more coaxing for him to want so, to pick up his bags and, and go. So what do you do if you're inner Miami? You're a terrible team right now. You're gonna get a you're gonna get a world class striker, a guy that you assume is going to score a lot of goals. Yep. So what do you do? What do you do in the offseason? You're bad. So do you retool uh and do you focus on defense saying, okay, we shouldn't have a problem scoring goals. We've got to boost our defense up. Do you build do you just build defensively or or do you I, I mean I don't it'll be interesting to see what they do in the offseason preparing for this. It's funny you say that because it's already been linked. Uh, he's already been linked to two other former teammates of his Sergio Busquets, who um, has now left Barcelona. It's announced that this is his last season with Barcelona. So um, it's possible that he could come over depending on how the designated player mm-hmm. spots work for inner Miami come this next season. But also I saw today, Jordi Alba, um, another, okay. former, another former teammate uh, who announced his time is done in La Liga. He will, uh, potentially also make a move somewhere, whether that's staying in Europe, moving to, I know with the, like we saw with Messi, the Saudi league, uh, they are just throwing money around. Like it's nobody's <laughs> business getting some of the top guys out there. Um, or maybe he wants to take his talent stateside. Um, I think they probably will. If this is just my guess, they'll probably bring in one of his buddies if they can make it work salary wise. Um, and then, yeah, you, you just got to get, you have to get, people i think at least somebody up front that he he's more of a facilitator i think now in his older at this point yeah yeah i mean he's not going to do the you know half line in making seven defenders miss and then he he what you noticed and i think a lot of the world saw maybe casual soccer fans during the world cup is he walks a lot but he walks with a purpose if that makes sense because (laughs) he saves his energy for when they actually want to need it. So he puts himself in these positions. So he's not going to, um, they don't want to have a fast buildup. They're going to have to probably go at a certain pace that it's going to be slow and methodical with him. Um, but then you're going to have people that have to like keep up with his skill level to where if he makes a German cross in out of nowhere, somebody should be there on the far wing. So yeah. I'll have to see, but um, I think yeah, defense it, it, is the biggest thing there. Yeah, I guess, I guess my point is uh, they're they're a bad club and they can't just throw him on the pitch and think that's going to make them a good club. No, not at all. It's going to make them a better club. Uh, they'll score more goals, most likely. But this isn't this isn't a slam dunk that Miami's going to go from last to first. No, I mean they they have to play this right. And if they don't, and then all of a sudden you've got the best soccer player on the planet unhappy. Oh great! That sounds like a lot of fun. So this will be this will be fun. I, I think this will be fun to watch. One, two. This is huge for you know Miami, but three. This is huge for the whole league. 
This Absolutely. will affect this will affect Minnesota. This could affect Minnesota's signing of a striker in the uh, in the transfer window coming up in July. This 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 makes people go. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. If he's going over there, why wouldn't I? I mean, you know what I mean. I mean, it, this is gonna this, and especially if he brings a couple buddies with him, and then pretty soon people are going, "Well, let's go show them. We'll go play for Minnesota." And yeah, so it, no, this is cool. This is really big for the league and and for every team in it. And so this is gonna be fun to watch how Miami develops, how they handle this, because they've got they've got to do this right, or it could backfire. Yeah, and I, it adds to the somewhat long list. I think longer list than maybe people expect of notable names coming to mm-hmm. the MLS and just playing uh, the kind of the later stage of their career. David Beckham, I think, is the most notable uh, MLS guy to really kickstart that. But then you had Zlatan Ibrahimovic um, also go to L.A. And way even back in the day, you mentioned this on Saturday, Pele finished his oh. career with the Cosmos stateside. So it's uh, um, I, I think no one may be more notable than Messi, though, especially it's like the time, the place, the social media era that we live in and social media world that there is going to be every which angle from every which section at, you know, in Fort Lauderdale when he steps on mm-hmm. the pitch for the first time. So it'll be yep. really fun to watch. Like you said, massive for the league and just what it could do moving forward. Yep. And it'll, it'll be a game changer for everybody. So um, in case you missed it earlier, it is a break here coming up for MNUFC. They're off this next week. They return to action Saturday, June 24th, 8.30 kickoff against Real Salt Lake. Uh, We'll have pregame coverage on ESPN 1500 starting at 8 p.m. Dan, uh, that was a good look across the league. Let's move into the predictor and write that down. Do you want to explain the predictor for the fans? Sure. Yep. Predictor, pick uh, the next three, pick three matches, upcoming action in MLS, including the upcoming Minnesota one, but we can skip that because we can probably do that next week, right? Um, Yeah, I I assume we can probably do it. Are we going to... Yeah, we'll we'll do a maybe a quicker preview show next week. Yeah, we'll do a quick the- preview show next yeah. Monday or Tuesday and get ready for that uh, the return. Um, so it'll be three MLS matches. Uh, you already know one of them I'm picking. Uh, if you get it, <laughs> if you get the winner or pick the draw correctly, you get a point. If you get the score exactly correct, you get a bonus point. So there you go. Do you have updated standings, or are we just going to wing it? I do. I do have updated standings. Do it. You, do it. Uh, do it. You, you didn't join us last week, so you were off. Uh, only one, actually. Th- what is it? You said it's two points or three points if you get it right. The entire score. Oh well, you get an extra point if you get, you get it an right. Extra someone so, get the did someone get the points right? Yeah, uh, two points between Jonathan and I. I went over on the day, but Jonathan uh, nailed the Columbus Chicago game. Um, and this one, I don't know if you saw the final to this. It was a two-one final, but Lucas Zella uh, Ryan in the ninety-third minute. So oh, okay. Stoppage time from his I own half. I did see that. I did uh, see that. A winner and oh, that was. If Jonathan wins at the end of the season by one point, <laughs> it goes back to that. I, um, I, and we know now that two one is the most common score picked in this yeah. league. If you don't want to pick a draw, if yeah. you want to, you know, a, you know, a zero zero one one draw is pretty common, but two one seems to be the one that people want to jump on, and that's very common. So good for him. You know, he's just a lucky guy. That's all. <laughs> Who's um, first? If let's see here, um, after last week, John, uh, Jonathan and you, Dan are tied at 16 points on the season. I'm uh, trailing by two at 14. I'll let you oh. kick things off though, with uh, pr- the predictor this week. 
Okay, so I'll just go to where I already flagged it was coming. LAFC at home against Houston Wednesday will be LAFC 3, Houston 1. All right. My first one is going to be first place St. Louis City Mm -hmm. against Nashville FC. I think St. Louis is going to want to... You know, they, they drop points against a not great LA Galaxy team. They're going to want to get back and probably get those points back. So, uh, 2 1 final as they take down Nashville. Okay. And I, th- I looked at that one, but because it was in Nashville, I left it alone. It scared me a little bit. So, um, all right. I'll go uh, this way uh, on Saturday. This is weird. I'm picking DC United over Real Salt Lake 1 0. Okay, that's interesting because I also have that one for my next pick. Mm-hmm. However, I went with a draw, one-one oh. scoreline. All right, DC well, we're kind of both on the same page there, looking for a close, low-scoring match. So, all right, uh, last one. I am picking a draw, which I never do. I don't know why this one uh, just screamed draw at me. Uh, Columbus Crew one, NYCFC one. Okay. All right. And I don't know why, because a sane person would pick Columbus to win that. But I don't yeah. know why. It just, it just screamed draw at me. It's in New York, so uh, we'll let the home side give them a break. So there you go. What's your last one? My last one is going to be the late game here on the 17th. Uh, it is going to be Portland against San Jose. I have San Jose winning that one in a 1-0 scoreline. Perfect. Perfect. And by the way, we should mention that not all the, you know, obviously by the the predictions we're giving, not every, a lot of teams, most teams aren't off this weekend. What a great time to have the weekend off for Minnesota with some of your key players going to be gone for international play. So we didn't mention that, but very fortunate because I, if we were playing this coming weekend, um, I don't, I don't like I don't like the way that would have looked. So uh, that would have been what twice now this season that they would have had a, a match with notable key guys missing because they had right. they suffered that earlier this season with you know their leading yeah. goal scorer Bongi was out and yep. uh, yeah just so they would have been happen with, twice been catastrophe. They would have yeah they would have been this weekend they would have been without with uh, Boxel and without uh, I think Rosales was on the list right and without Bongi yep. mm-hmm. uh, with Robin Lud out to an injury. I wouldn't know that would have been a bad look. So, so that's very fortunate for the club. All right. Uh, we'll move along here to write that down, write that down is similar in a sense, the predictor, but it is not uh, a score based prediction is just kind of soccer based prediction. Usually we do uh, one Minnesota United related prediction per week. If you get that correct, it doesn't necessarily have to uh, have to be like within the week. It can be down the road as you know, Jonathan does like to do. Um, it counts as a goal. If it's uh, what will add up goals at the end of the year, whoever has the most wins the golden boot, which is a imaginary trophy that Jonathan keeps in his room. Made so, up in his, keeps in his mind. <laughs> uh, quick accountability session there. Jonathan has three come off the board all in red. He said that Aww. Manchester United will beat Manchester City and win the FA Cup final. They lost. They got scored on uh, 12 seconds in. And then they ended up losing two, two one. Um, he also said that Dane St. Clair will have a clean sheet in at least two of the next games in June. Uh, that was incorrect from two weeks ago. And then on the last show, um, he mentioned that he thought Christian Ramirez will score against Chicago. That did not come true. So Jonathan over three on the week, Dan, you have, uh, it looks like two come off the board. I'll start with the negative here. MNUFC will not lose their 
three matches in the month of June. It didn't <sighs> work, unfortunately. But you cash in back from our show on April 4th. Luisa Maria will end the season perfect on penalty kicks. <laughs> and with the news of his departure to Liga MX, it's that not, is ding, 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 ding. That is true. Not, it's not the way I expected that to end. <laughs> Although it worked out fine. So he was perfect. So, and Jonathan has a unhealthy passion for Christian Ramirez. I don't know what's going on there. So that's a little starting to get a little bit weird. So anyway, (laughs) Um, I had four come off the board, three of them. Not so great. I said that uh, Manchester city will not win the champions league. They did. I said that man city (laughs) will not win the treble. They did, and I said during this past week and during the Champions League final, I was feeling a Romelu Lukaku brace uh, in the final. He almost had a couple, and he was involved in blocking his own teammate's shot on the goal line, but that did not come true. So there's three that I missed, but I I did, uh, with with your absence last week, I kind of pulled a Dan Terhar in a sense because Jonathan predicted that Christian Mears will score. I oh, turned yeah. that around and I said Christian Mirrors will not score against yeah, Chicago. If so. he's gonna lay those, if he's gonna lay those really weird picks out there, you gotta put him in his place. Yeah, that was a good move. All right. So uh let's see if I can shift over here. I am uh, you are currently sitting on six goals on the year, Dan. Oh no, sorry, I did it. He has this messed up uh jonathan's sitting on six but he has about 30 goals that are potentially going to be last week of the season type of things i have moved up to 13 on the season and you dan are in first leading the charge with 15 on the year um i'll let you start things off here okay uh emmanuel reynoso will score a goal against real salt lake in two weeks week and a half when we return to play write that down he came so close on friday He's just he's just honing in. He'll get a goal on uh, on next Saturday. All right, my I'm going to I'm going to one up you. I'm going to one up you because that was essentially what I said. Um, really, you say, you had the same thing written down. I have sort of the same. I had sort of the okay. same thing. All um, right. I I said that he was going to be involved in at least one goal, but I'm gonna, I will flip that around. I think they're going to come out of the gates. They're going to have to. Um, and I'm going to say Emmanuel Reynoso will be, will have at least two goal involvements, uh, against Real Salt Lake on June 24th. All right. That's good. That's fine. We'll see how that one plays out. Okay. I'm looking ahead to Minnesota United in July, and I am going to tell you that at some point in the month of July, Minnesota will have three consecutive MLS wins. Three, write that down. I, for the sake of this show, I really hope so. That would be very fun <laughs> to talk about. Um, the summer transfer window is right around the corner, and there's a lot of buzz around some of the top names. But, Dan, I'm going to look to a youngster. Alex Scott currently uh, playing for Bristol City, um, not in the top-tier division of uh, English football, but he, they, they're a little bit lower. Write this down. Alex Scott will make a move during the summer window to a premier league side. Wow. Okay. All right. All right. And my third and final, write that down. Uh, We gave up four goals to Houston earlier in the year. We give up four goals in Montreal last Saturday night. Minnesota will not give up four goals the rest of the season to any single team uh, four or more. So I'm, I don't want to. I don't want to get by if they give up five and say no. I said four, four or more. They will not give up four or more goals in a game this season. Write that down. 
My final one, uh, it was reported yesterday that Kylian Mbappe of PSG was not happy and was looking to potentially uh, opt out of his final year uh, or bypass like the extension option for him. Um, the club has now said, hey, you got to let us know if you're going to extend or we're just going to sell you here during the summer. I personally think there's no club that currently has the money to get him. So I'm going to say, write this down. Kylian Mbappe will extend his contract at PSG. Stay in put. Okay, Stay got put. it. Writing that down. There we go. Um, any final words here before we uh, we part ways till next week? No, enjoy a weekend off. Although you'll probably still be working, but I'll I get a weekend. I get a week. I get a weekend off. Jonathan gets a weekend off. off. <laughs> I will enjoy my time off. Yep. So that's always good. This time of year in Minnesota. You need a little downtime, so that'll be fun. So, yeah, I, I'm still, I am still AJ, very optimistic about this season um, because of several things. One is, uh, it's. I know it sounds weird after what happened Saturday. We still are a good defensive club. Uh, we have our best player back on the pitch, and he looks good. And I think we're bringing in, a, I think we're bringing in a striker here pretty soon. So I'm still optimistic. So keep your chins up. And uh, I think this team is still going to have some good, uh, good things to happen to them this year. All right. I like the optimism to end the show. Let's keep the optimism rolling along. Yeah. If you want to leave us a uh, like thumbs up, five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this to make sure to subscribe and uh, listen to more episodes as we release them. Dan, We'll talk next week. Hopefully we'll have Jonathan back for a quick preview show before the match against Real Salt Lake. That'll be uh, sometime maybe Monday or Tuesday next week. Yep. But until then, have a uh, have a good weekend off. Thanks, AJ. See you, everybody.